Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good, too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut-scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to The Fifth Thing. I'm Amy. And I'm Kat. And Kat and I went to see Need to Breathe last week in Nashville with Judah and the Lion. And it was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. And the thing is, I didn't even know Kat was going to be there. I got there and I walk in. Out of the thousands of people there, somehow end up walking down the stairs near the row where Kat and a bunch of people were. And I was like, oh, hey, hey, hey. And you were like, oh my gosh, we were going to invite you <laughs> with an extra ticket. And I said, oh, well, you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> I, but it was so fun to, like, I love that running into friends, especially yeah. like good friends. And it's not that we have to know every single thing the other person yeah. is doing, but that was so spontaneous and cool and fun. And what were your thoughts on the concert? Well, every Need to Breathe concert is amazing. How many have you been to? I want to say seven. <laughs> okay. They're just... That's a big fan. Yeah. All my my group of friends were all really big fans. So we go to... It's like our thing that we go to together. But they're so good live. I've never seen... I guess maybe there's other people like this. But they're people who I could listen to their live music on Spotify and enjoy it more than their like actual recorded fancy pants music. They're so good. Yeah, I have not seen them live, except for potentially when I went to see Taylor Swift at her Speak Now tour. If Need to Breathe was opening, which I was doing some Googling, and apparently they were opening for her on that tour, then I potentially saw them then, but I didn't know who they were. And I wish it would have registered with me then and I would have started listening because, of course, I've, I know who they are and I've heard their songs yeah. here and there, but I don't listen, listen to all their stuff. And now I will because the concert was so good. But... Dirk Bentley opened up for George Strait back in like 2004 or something. And that's what the first time I ever heard of Dirk Bentley. And he was so good. He just was coming on the scene. And I was going to George Strait on a blind date. Like this was before. Wait. Social media. Wait, 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 wait. 
You went on a blind date to a concert. Yes. That sounds like the most awkward. You can't talk to anybody at a concert. Which could be a plus. Yeah, but then you're like, like hi, nice to meet you. And then you just stand there and watch. Well, is George Strait. That's my favorite <laughs> artist of all time. So when I was getting invited, so it was a setup by friends. Okay. He had the tickets to George Strait and he came to my apartment and picked me up. I think I only felt safe with that because it was almost 20 years ago, but since we had mutual friends, but I didn't know what he looked like. I didn't know much about him. I knew a little bit about what he did for my friends, but yeah, he picked me up. You and got in his car? Normally, yeah, his truck. Yeah, he was kind Sorry, of a truck. He was kind of a cowboy-ish vibes. And I was living in Austin. It was before I joined the radio show. I was in sales and anyway, I was kind of Was there a second date? No. Okay. He could have been a great no, guy and you would have it, not known because you didn't get to talk to him. Yeah, I don't, I know. I don't, I talked to him. <laughs> <laughs> You're like on the way there and on the way back, that was it for me. I'm sure we like <laughs> went to get a snack or something. I don't when remember. we stood in line to get a soda, I talked to him. Well, I don't normally go to openers or I didn't at that time. Now I love to see who's opening because mm -hmm. you get a chance to find new music and find new people. But then I was like, ah, let's just go do whatever and we'll get there when George goes on. And he's like, oh no, I love to go to the openers. And I was like, okay, but I'm glad we did because that's when I was introduced to Dirks or his music, yeah. not like actually Dirks. <laughs> but go to the openers. Judah and the Lion was opening for Need to Breathe which Judah and Need to Breathe have a song out together right now called Dreams. And it is so good. I actually don't know. So people are probably wondering what the quote of today's episode is. Well, the quote is from their song, Dreams. I'm just going to read the chorus. I'll spare people. You're going to read sing. The vocals. You want me to read sing? Yeah. So like a little bit of. When you read okay. lyrics to songs, sometimes they don't sound right. Okay. I'll give it my best go. Okay. That's why I throw my bones in the rhythm, sink my teeth in a good time, whole lot more than a feeling I could lose. That's why I brace myself every minute, trying to hold on tight for a good ride. Fools like us are only here to prove you, you make, make dreams, dreams come, come true. true. <laughs> are we harmonizing there? Yeah, totally. Listen, wherever you are, after you get done, listening to this, mm -hmm. put this song on, on repeat. And then when you know the words, yes, drive around and scream it from the top of your lungs. Because if you're going through something and you need to persevere and there's struggle and maybe what you're wanting to do with your life, this will give you hope that dreams come true. And even if you don't know the words, you can still scream out the words that you think that they're saying. Because until five minutes ago, I thought it said river and not rhythm. Yeah. And I've been screaming that in my car. It's like, and uh, that's okay. When I was a kid, I used to sing that song. Do you know that song? Every time you go away, every time you go away, you take a piece of me no. with you. Who sings that? I don't remember. It's probably the 80s, but I would sing, You take a piece of meat with you. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay. I grew up and was like, okay, I guess it's not, he's not taking meat with Did him. Did you say that in front of people like, too? Yeah, I was a kid. That's what I sang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. So it's okay if you have a lyric song. Who cares? 
just roll with it. What about when it comes to dreams, Kat, your dreams coming true? What is something in your life that kind of fits that where you, you, there's been struggle, but you persevered, you went there. Cause right now I'm thinking about speaking of dating. I know mm. mine was a blind date, but you had some pretty bad hinge dates and then you stuck with it. I and did. Big P found you and now y'all are getting married. So I feel like that is one. You yeah. make dreams come true. Hinge. That could be a commercial. <laughs> it's an ad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it can be a sponsor but for the show. What about in what you do? for a living. Well, I was going to say actually because sometimes I hate just focusing on you know, dating as although that was a dream and it did come true and it's better than I could have dreamt. I actually got a I don't even think I've told you this. I got a opportunity to work somewhere that I never thought I would ever be good enough or smart enough or whatever enough. And I don't want to say what where it is, but I got a phone call or a, um, a message two weeks ago about it and I'm going to do it. So I'm still keeping my job, but I'm going to do some on the side stuff. So this is something that has popped up on the side mm -hmm. that is like a dream come true. Mm -hmm. And you have not told me about it until now. Well, I didn't know if I was going <laughs> to do it or not because... See, do you hold things close to, you know, I mean, I'm sure you maybe talk about it, but are you one of those like until it's for real, for real, you don't want to talk about it too much? Uh, it depends. It depends. Sometimes I usually have to tell somebody because I have, it will like explode and then I'll tell everybody. But this one was, this felt different. I don't know. It felt different where, and to most people, it's not that big of a deal because it's like, oh, nobody knows about therapy practices and places and, and all that kind of stuff. But this felt very different. I was like, because I, I think I had a little imposter syndrome when I first got the message and I was like, what? Well, no. I was about to say, like, you didn't think you were good enough. And then that makes me think of uh, the primal questions. Yeah. Am I good enough yeah. is one of the questions, which yeah. last Thursday, but Jeremiah and I talked about the book, the seven primal questions, some because I had done the test in mine's, am I, am I wanted? And his was, am I loved? My sister's was, am I wanted? I think her husband's is, am I good enough? So why would you not think you were good enough? Because, I mean, I see you as so talented. Well, I think I'm good at what I do, but I think because I have worked with and next to, and sometimes I still feel like that little intern when I was 22. And so when I get around people that I really look up to or I, I people that I really look up to ask me things, it's surreal. It's like, wait a second. You want me to help you when you used to be the person that helped me? That feels so crazy. And- Speaking of the primal questions, I redid my primal question because he actually updated the test from when I took it in the beginning. It used to give you two and it was, am I wanted? And then below that was, am I loved? And this time it just gave me one and it said, am I loved? And it fits way more because it talks about, it, to me, it sounds more like, am I special? You know, like I feel loved when I feel uniquely seen as good at something or special or or whatever so that really did hit on that question like you think I'm special you could ask anybody to do that and then of course it's like well maybe nobody else wanted to do it maybe they had, all those things went through my head and then I was like who cares if they did who cares if I'm the 10th person they asked they still asked me and I wasn't the 11th person and so if they didn't definitely didn't want me to do it they would just have gone to somebody else so 
So you are. I think so. Loved. I have a. I have a. You're one, special. Oh, thank you. But also, that fits to me of like you are wanted. Yeah, I think wanted is more like I know I belong places. That I, I used to really struggle with that, but I know I belong at that place. But I think I belong like in the crowd, not on the front of the stage. Well, so I told people that you had done an interview with Mike Foster mm -hmm. on the seven primal questions. So you can look up You Need Therapy podcast, Mike Foster, Kat Tafata. You just search that in wherever you listen to podcasts mm -hmm. and the episode will pop up. But what's your big takeaway from that talk with him or from that book and why you think it could be an important tool in our toolbox? Right. So a lot of us are guilty of doing that whole last minute shopping thing when it comes to holidays, like Mother's Day. You might be in that position right now, and that makes it challenging to find a great gift for mom. But don't worry, Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. So whether the mom in your life is a fashionista or maybe even a photographer or a fanatic about yoga, Macy's Gift Finder has got so many great gift ideas to make her feel special. Now, Mother's Day is May 12th, so make sure you make note of that. Don't have much time. That's okay. Macy's has got you covered. And you can shop by price, $25 and under or $100 and under. You can shop by category, fragrances, handbags, and more. Or they've got gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, or gifts for grandma. Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid camera. That would be so awesome to receive. Or my personal favorite, man, I would love to get this as a gift, Samsung Smart TV The Frame. Go to Macy's.com slash gift finder. Again, it's pretty easy. Just head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail. For $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365-day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. 
That's musicgives.org. Well, so I told people that you had done an interview with Mike Foster Mm -hmm. on the seven primal questions. So what's your big takeaway from that talk with him or from that book and why you think it could be an important tool in our toolbox? Do you well, like that? That's, is that yeah. very therapy speak? <laughs> it, it, it is. Yeah. Tool for it's the one of the tools in the toolbox. Yeah. I mean, picking one thing is really difficult because there's so much goodness in that and what he's created, but he's he's blended, in my opinion, attachment theory and Enneagram into something that takes all of the good parts of both of those into a whole new system. And why I like it is it helps you go straight into the root of the issue versus having to like do all of the pruning and and trim these leaves and you just get to go right to the root and it helps in therapy because we get an answer or what could be an answer because it could be wrong quicker and we can like get in and do the work a little faster. But I also really, really, really liked in the interview that I did with him and in the book and how it focuses on not just what your question says is like wrong or bad or your like things that you need to work on. It also highlights the unique gifts you have in each one of those questions. And like if my question is, am I loved? Then I end up being able to be the best kind of person to make sure other people feel loved because I assume everybody is asking that same question. Just like you're probably so good at making people feel wanted and like they belong somewhere and bringing all kinds of people. This is what you do. You bring all kinds of people from all kinds of places into one room where it feels cohesive and nobody feels left out. And so, yes, that's a question that you struggle with, but also that question is a gift to other people as well. What about Jeremiah's thoughts? Because he shared it on the episode last week, and I know he said something to you about it. You know, people taking the, the tests for you when it comes to primal questions or the Enneagram, because maybe where you're answering from, which, I mean, you had a thought of like, well, no, that's not what's supposed to happen. But when he said it, I was like, oh yeah, that's interesting. But as a therapist or your take on it, like what's your... I firmly believe as a therapist, and this has bled into how I see friends and family members as well, is nobody is going to know you better than yourself. Nobody can know the inside and inner workings of your brain better than you than than you. Like nobody can do that. So yeah, friends can take the test for you, but they're also basing it off of the masks that you show up up with. And you know inside your brain what are the masks and what are authentic. And so it's gonna be a I think that makes it a little wonky. However, there can be with like the tests we take ourselves, there's always gonna be self-reporting bias because we're gonna answer questions somewhat how we want to answer them sometimes versus how we really do. So I think taking the test with a grain of salt the first time you get the answer and then really dig into, does that feel true? Does that feel right? Or do I just want that to feel true? Or if you're like, no, that doesn't feel true. Are you saying that because you don't want that to be true? Because that doesn't feel good? Yeah. Because that's what I like about the Enneagram, how they talk about when you're reading it, the one that you're like, oh, I don't want that to be me is usually what you are because you're kind of pushing that stuff away that we want to mask. So that's how I feel about it. But I also am open to being wrong. And I'm also open to there being 
different opinions that can all be right at the same time. When it comes to am I loved, how did Patrick make you feel not loved today? (laughs) (laughs) I did not think that's where you were going with that. Okay, so I'm telling the story. Yeah, because I think that people could relate to to this maybe happening when someone's asleep and treating them a certain way and then it's not real. Or if someone has a dream about you that's not real and you get mad. Oh, yeah. That's tough. When I have a dream and somebody's mean to me, it's really hard for me to like shake that at first. That's not what happened. So a fun fact about Patrick is he talks in his sleep. And it's actually one of my favorite things about him. However, he did not tell me that he talked in his sleep when we started dating. So we actually, I got my feelings hurt really bad in the beginning of us dating because I thought he was making fun of me, but he was talking in his sleep. Fast forward to almost two years later, we're getting married. I now know that he does this. I have a note on my phone with all the things funny that he says in his sleep. Last night, he went to bed early and I stayed up watching Selling Sunset. One part in the show, I guess everybody was laughing and Patrick, (laughs) he pops up from bed, sits up and goes, (laughs) (laughs) he just starts laughing. (laughs) He starts laughing and it was like, he fell asleep in class and he was like trying to pretend like he wasn't sleeping and like he was part of the conversation or whatever. And so I start cracking up because I know he's sleeping. So anyway, I ask him a couple of times, are you awake? He says, yes, I know he's not because there's a certain look on his face. And then finally I go, okay, if you're awake, what's my name? And I wish that this was a video so you could see this, but he just starts like swinging his hand around and then like points random places and goes, you are my cat. And I was like, you're asleep. So a couple minutes, not probably one minute goes by. And I'm like, okay, are you awake now? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, do you remember what you said? And he said, no. So I told him and he was like, oh my gosh, I can't, like, we're having a conversation at this point. He's like, I can't believe I said that. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, well, I'm ready to go to bed. I lay down and I try to give him a kiss. And this man who should be awake pushes his lips closed. Again, I wish that I could, you could see this. And Rejects my kiss. Rejection, yeah. Yeah, he rejects my kiss and then looks at me and goes, what are you doing? And pushes me off. He goes, get off. And pushes me off him. So then I'm pissed, but I'm also hurt underneath my anger. So I'm like, don't touch me. And I just go and get my weighted blanket. (laughs) So I have some soothing. You feel loved. (laughs) (laughs) And then the whole night I can't sleep because... Yeah, Kat texted me so early in the morning, like so early. And that's how this whole story came up. And she's like, well, yeah, I couldn't sleep because I was mad at Patrick. (laughs) And I'm like so hurt and I'm like sad. But I also am am embarrassed because he, when I like pushed him off, like in the middle of the night, he like tried to like put his arm around me and I was like, don't touch me. And he was like, I don't get what I did. And I was so embarrassed to tell him. I felt like some shame where I'm like, I tried to kiss you and you didn't want to. <laughs> like, it just felt weird. So in the morning, he was like, can we, pl-? he's very good at being like, can we please talk? And so we did. And he was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. He was like, you know that I would never do that. You know that I love you. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I feel so bad. I would never want to hurt you or make you feel bad. And I'm like, still want to kind of be sad. But I'm like, okay, he was asleep. He was still asleep, I'm assuming. Then, because that's where I would be like, okay, but even if you're asleep, you still don't want me in your sleep. 
maybe. But also like, what if he didn't know it was me in his sleep? Well, obviously. You know? He's probably like, what if he's like, mom, ew, <laughs> get off me. <laughs> then it would make sense. But yeah, it was really sad. And then it, yeah, at least okay. I had the weighted blanket there. I do find it interesting too, though, that he is such a healthy communicator being that he has never been to therapy, which I know there's a lot of people that have never been, but he's literally like, eh, well, I, well, I, you know. What did he say to you when you, when I, at the, we talked about this at the concert and I said, oh, he's never been to therapy. And you, and he goes, because you responded really funny. <laughs> what did I say? I don't remember. He goes, well, I don't really have anything to go to therapy oh, yes, to talk yes, about. Yes. I don't have anything to talk about. And you go, I can think of plenty of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can. I can think of some things. That I mean, might... even just marrying a therapist is a reason to go to therapy. Like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. Not that everybody has to have it, even though, yeah, Kat's podcast is called You Need Therapy. Yeah. <laughs> and her soon to be husband doesn't go. I find it interesting, yeah. but also that he's very good at saying, hey, can we talk about this? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, dang. He's, he's, so he's got some good tools. He does. And it didn't come from me. He also would go to therapy if I asked him to. I know he would. He just would go and be like, I don't know why I'm here. Are y'all going to do any kind of couples therapy before the wedding? We'll probably do premarital counseling, but it might happen after. Like, I don't know that we're going to be able to get in with who I would want to go to and finish it before the wedding because I was a little slow on that. Post-marital. Yeah. So we're just going to go to couples counseling. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any part of you that is like, hmm, I wonder what could come out in premarital counseling that you're like, oh, but I'm going to save it for after the wedding. Have you ever, as a therapist, had someone come in and be like, I'm getting, I don't know what you can say. Feel free to ignore the question. But I guess I'm just curious of people that they know they're getting married. And this is not what's happening with you you and Big P, but they know they shouldn't get married. And they're like, what do I do? Well, I think a lot of, of my clients who are getting married go through a phase of how do I know I'm making the right choice? I mean, there's always that, yeah, that's pretty normal. I've had clients who got married and quickly realized it was a mistake. And I've had clients who have, who have ended an engagement, but I don't know that ever came out of premarital counseling. counseling. Yeah. But the, the curriculum and what I, and I'm not a premarital counselor, but there, part of it is I do know a lot of, and I, this is not me saying that I can be my own therapist because I know I cannot. But a lot of the curriculum and stuff that discuss in some of these things that we would do or that would happen in premarital counseling, we've already gone through those things and figured those issues that would be issues out and made plans for certain things like finances and church and that kind of stuff. Which when it comes to finances, are y'all going to do joint accounts? What's well, funny, you should ask this. We just had a meeting with our financial advisor. Uh, we are. We're going to join them. I'll probably keep something separate and I think he will keep something separate and I don't do that because oh I just don't know if we'll last I just think one you never know what is going to happen yeah and historically women get pretty left in the dust with that stuff because it's been the man's job to handle all of that and you don't know what's going on and I just want to know what's going on and I want to feel I like feeling a little independent and dependent we call it interdependent and then Who's also we, like the world, me and Patrick, you, you yeah. and Patrick, or that's like a therapy. That's a, oh, interdependent. Oh, we, oh, therapist. Yeah. 
So interdependence, that's, can you touch on that just real quick too? Yeah, so that would be the, the space between fully independent and codependency, interdependent, where I can depend on myself, but I also can lean into others. Interdependence. I like that. Yeah. I want to spend some time with interdependence. Yeah, that's the healthy goal. Because I always say like, we're all going to have a little bit of codependence in ourselves because we do depend on people. But the healthy version of that is interdependence. Okay, thank you for saying that. Because after reading Codependent No More and realizing some of my codependent tendencies, I've felt like I was very much, well, wait, what? oh no, I can't do that behavior because now that's that could yeah. lead down a rabbit trail of more codependency. But I think it's just naturally going to show up. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's... It might not be as strong and those things that you do might not be as like life altering or the urge to need somebody's approval or to fix somebody might not be as strong, but there still might be a part of you that wants to help your partner, right? So I'm better with Patrick's help in certain areas of my life. I could do all the cooking and cleaning in the house. I could be like, no, I can do, I've done it myself for 34 years. I'm going to keep doing it. Or I could say, I could do it myself and it's better when he helps me. And so I'm going to actually lean in and rely on him to pick up some of the slack. And I could let him do his own laundry or I could say, hey, you've had a long week. I'm going to do your laundry this week. And he's going to let me do that. Where we're we're helping each other out and we're leaning into each other. But it's not like if I don't do his laundry, like I won't have any purpose or, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, yeah it yeah. does make sense. And I think sometimes we fall into these roles that we just have grown up either thinking those are the roles we're supposed to be in or society has said that. But I'm I, I'm thankful to hear you in a very healthy way to making sure that you take care of yourself. And that doesn't mean that you're thinking this may not work. It yeah. just means I want to join life with you, but there's also going to be some interdependence. Yeah. And I'm going to have a bank account of my own that's going to be completely separate. Yeah, I think that that's really smart. Have you ever seen the, or have I talked to you about the, well, you know what a Venn diagram is, right? Yeah. Okay. So in my office, I used to have hula hoops and I would make a Venn diagram out of that, the hula hoops. And the goal is to have one hula hoop is yours and one is your partner's. The goal is to have one foot in your hula hoop and one in the relationship, the middle part where they overlap, not one foot in mine and one foot in theirs, not one foot in yours and one foot in the relationship. It's I'm going to maintain me and then also be in the relationship. So when Ben and I were doing couples therapy for a year before we decided to get divorced, our therapist was very experiential and there was always a lot of activities and we did the hula hoop. Thing. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I love it. It's very helpful. It is helpful. It's good to have that visual and see. Yeah. So I highly recommend it. I mean, maybe, you know, you, if you've got hula hoops, you do it or if you can like draw it out, but it there is something about visually acting it out and being like, oh, this makes so much sense. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Well, Kat, where can people find you? On Instagram, you can find me at at cat.defada. And you can find my podcast Instagram at you need therapy podcast. And I'm at Radio Amy on socials. And Kat and I both hope that you are having the day that you need need to to have. have. Bye. Bye. Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. 
At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. 